Hello and welcome back to All My Darlings, where we are reading Harp Song for a Radical, The Life and Times of Eugene Victor Debs by Marguerite Young. We're on page 39 and chapter 11. In the twilight of fog-shrouded streets of Hamburg, where there were medieval craft guild halls and banking and mercantile establishments and many gilded steeples and towards and weathercocks, city of manor houses and of a crumbling ghetto, which the poorest Jews lived, city of many phantom travelers passing to and fro, many whose true identities were masked and cloaked by mystery or did change as they journeyed from one world to another world, city where sudden cackles in the fog might be those of migratory storks and those of congeries of mournful clowns or wooden-faced puppeteers giving their shows with wooden puppets under globed street lamps like fallen moons surrounded by the continual whirlings of moths and gnats there were also eyes of spies watching every move that the fallen bitling made as if he the unpredictable anarchist were capable of going by winged chariot over the sea road or by winged ark over the earthen road there were also eyes of sympathizers shoemakers hatters coat and trouser makers mantle makers blacksmiths whitesmiths ships caulkers who seemed to believe that the cooperative socialism coming now into being upon all shores was that by which it would be possible to take away the canker from the rose and heal all wounds he was on his way to check on how his brainchild, wounds and balsam, was padding out, when he had seen behind the oval window, which was cobwebbed by gold of a lamp's flame in his publisher's bookstore, the wavering silhouette of a man outlined against the white wall, someone who might have been only a phantom or a shadow, and a voice had whispered out of the fog into his ear that what he saw was none other than Heinrich Hein. It was indeed impossibly uncertain ease and ailing flesh the long-exiled poet Heinrich Hein, the clowning and satiric but sentimental and mournful lyric genius within whose narrow frame there seemed no space for epic themes but space for many selves including the masks of himself and his double whom he could hardly reconcile unless by wild vagaries who had come over from france for one of his rare visits to the german toyland to visit his mother he had known that while germany would endure his mother would not she was after all older than he was and she was living in hamburg in extremely straitened circumstances straitened straitened s-t-r-a-i-t-e-n-e-d I would see like strained but straight straight I don't know that word strained in circumstances I'm assuming strained seemed to me such as did not quite befit the sad widow of a poor gifted tragicomical gentleman who had not known how to make money but who was the brother of the great self-made banking millionaire solomon hine the non-philosophical and non-literary patriarch who although with his far-flung commercial interests was capable of numerous objective philanthropies and was even in some ways fond of his mercurial nephew kept his purse strings drawn very tight with reduction of coins as a penalty for the expression of revolutionary or profane thoughts that might bring embarrassment to his house. Hein loved his father, who was a weak Samson, one who would neither tear down the pillars of capitalism nor build them up, and whose love was all for wine and roses and beautiful velveteen coats and breeches and silvery powder on his golden hair, and many lady loves, but who had failed in the textile business just when his eldest son needed him most. Heinrich Hein would remember all his life and unto his dying day, his father as he had last seen him, the vision coming to him as in a recurrent, possibly not deathless, deathless dream. His father had been wearing his white powder mantle, 
as the barber sprayed onto his golden hair the white powder which surrounded him like a cloud. In his delight at seeing his father again, the son had wanted to rush up to him and kiss his hand. But strangely, the nearer the sun came to him, the more everything became blurred and changed its shape. For when he had bent to kiss his father's hand, he was seized by a deathly chill. The fingers were dry twigs, and his father himself a tree without leaves and covered with frost. Okay, so I'm going to have to look up Heinrich Hein, because I don't know who that is. And like I said, if I uh, post, if I find this stuff, I tried to remember when I was posting on Substack. I think I forgot to put Riley on there, so I need to add Heinrich Hein and Riley. Um, just some links to some general information about them, um, just because... I don't know as much about the, I don't know these characters of history. <laughs> Obviously not as much as Young does did. Anyways, very short chapter. Thank you for listening. Bye.